green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, February 20th. The title for today's Green Pastures, well, it's actually th, which is, I think, pretty sure, if I can trust YouTube, how the French pronounce the word that looks like our English word thin, F-I-N, it means finish, end, finale, th. So there you go. Today's Green Pastures, th. Today's scripture reading is found in Jonah chapter 4, verses 1 through 11 from the Message Translation, which reads, Jonah was furious. He lost his temper. He yelled at God. God, I knew it. When I was back home, I knew this was going to happen. That's why I ran off to Tarshish. I knew you were sheer grace and mercy, not easily angered, rich in love, and ready at the drop of a hat to turn your plans of punishment into a program of forgiveness. So God, if you won't kill them, kill me. I'm better off dead. God said, what do you have to be angry about? But Jonah just left. He went out of the city to the east and sat down in a sulk. He put together a makeshift shelter of leafy branches and sat there in the shade to see what would happen to the city. God arranged for a broadleaf tree to spring up. It grew over Jonah to cool him off and get him out of his angry sulk. Jonah was pleased and enjoyed the shade. Life was looking up. But then God sent a worm. By dawn of the next day, the worm had bored into the shade tree and it withered away. The sun came up and God sent a hot blistering wind from the east. The sun beat down on Jonah's head, and he started to faint. He prayed to die. I'm better off dead. Then God said to Jonah, What right do you have to get angry about this shade tree? Jonah said, Plenty of right. It's made me angry enough to die. God said, What's this? How is it that you can change your feelings from pleasure to anger overnight about a mere shade tree that you did nothing to get? You neither planted nor watered it. It grew up one night and died the next night. So why can't I likewise change what I feel about Nineveh? From anger to pleasure, this big city of more than 120,000 childlike people who don't yet know right from wrong, to say nothing of all the innocent animals. This is God's Word. Th. So, I couldn't resist here. Th, in French, pronounced sort of like, well, th, with no N sound. That is, if I can trust the guy telling me this on YouTube. 
Well, it's spelled just like fin in English, as in a flattened appendage on various parts of the body of many aquatic vertebrates and some invertebrates used for propelling, steering, and balancing. It just seems appropriate to mark the end of our journey through this rather fishy aquatic Jonah story. Yep, this week we wrap up our journey with Jonah, though once again without a full resolution. The Jonah story begins with a loud humph as Jonah storms off in the opposite of his assigned direction, heading due west even as he is summoned due east, and ends with yet another loud humph as Jonah stews in his own juices over the evident sparing of arch-nemesis Nineveh. Last week we listened in to Jonah's rant yelled into God's ears. This week we're treated to ringside seats as Jonah and God slug it out in a battle of wits in which Jonah seems to clearly be unarmed. Which is how it always is, I suppose, when finite beings attempt to duke it out intellectually with the infinite. But we have to try, don't we? And here's the thing. Repeatedly, the infinite accepts the invitation. In fact, the infinite consistently seems to welcome the engagement, which is a marked contrast with what we typically think, evidenced by how we all too often handle questions, or rather perhaps refuse to handle questions. We're threatened by questions and fear conflict. God loves questions and embraces conflict. We see asking questions as a lack of faith. God sees asking questions as the perfect platform for faith to germinate and grow. We like to have everything nailed down with unchallenged certainties. God sees our presumed certainties and feels compelled to poke holes in them as he ever nudges us further towards walking by faith and not by sight. So be prepared to revel in the uncertainties and the lack of resolution in the Jonah story and for the personal invitation from the divine to Jean-Luc Picard-like, engage. So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, Having read through this fourth page of the Jonah story one last time, this time around, what do you see this time through it? How do you sense the Lord nudging you, the Spirit summoning you? What do you see in Jonah's debate with the Almighty? What jumps out at you from this final page of the Jonah story? Lord, Give me ears to hear this story of the prophet who ran, the God who chased him down with a storm, the sailors who displayed faith, compassion, and concern where we would expect none, the reluctant prophet who hid below deck and ultimately yielded himself to the waves and into the gullet of that great fish, then finding himself back on the shore, the divine summons repeated, a fresh opportunity to heed and follow and speak from the bowels of the great fish to the bowels of the great city, and what that great city did with a message of the prophet who ran, to the angry sulk of that prophet when things didn't turn out as he thought, or rather when things turned out exactly as he thought, as he sits perched on that hill overlooking Nineveh, awaiting its overthrow. 
as you put him through his paces with flourishing plant and withering worm and blasting wind. Yes, please let me hear your voice and learn the lessons you would teach in each line as this story unfolds and as we finish our journey through it. And through it, lead me to my own Nineveh. And through the next angry sulk of my own, to a renewed, passionate engagement with you that you have desired for me all along. Through your mercies. Mm-hmm.